Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Carter Krishnire. Robert, we've talked previously about the Reconstruction Era, actually, a couple times on this show. Harrison Reed was a Republican carpetbag governor, a carpetbagger governor, uh, who, uh, to his credit, and we'll get into this uh, later, uh, actually did end up, once he relocated to Florida, staying in Florida. He was a Reconstruction governor during the period of Reconstruction when the Democratic Party, which was the party of the Confederacy, was had been displaced from government. There were all kinds of efforts to remove Reed, to impeach him. The Senate attempted to impeach Reed, and there were a fair number of Republicans in the Senate. There were a fair number of Republicans in the legislature, and there are different factions, carpetbaggers, scalawags. There are freed slaves who were elected who were Republicans. And this is remarkable because the political party did not exist in Florida 10 years earlier. There were no Republicans in Florida in 1860 when, when uh, the, the, the state voted to secede from the union in early 1861. There may have been a few unionist Democrats. We've talked about that before, but there were no Republicans. There was no – there wasn't a single voter in the state of Florida who would have cast a ballot for Abraham Lincoln in the 1860 election. So suddenly you have lots of Republicans in the state uh, and in state government, and that creates a little bit of an upheaval. So anyway, the Senate is deliberating – Impeachment of Reed. At that point, if you're Harrison Reed, you're thinking, you're done. So Reed leaves the Capitol. He leaves Tallahassee. He thinks he's done. He goes back to his farm uh, near Jacksonville and assumes Day, who, by the way, is also a Republican, will be governor, the lieutenant governor. What ends up happening is the Senate adjourns without bringing charges against Reed. But Day, of course, is ready to be governor and thinks he is governor. I'm just painting the picture here, Robert. You take us through the rest. So by our accounts, um, Harrison Reed would probably come across as sort of a very mild-mannered, even um, tame bank clerk uh if you know if you see his portraits if you're listening to this and you see his official portrait you know long beard bald head tiny little smile uh you know very uh uh thick glasses um but the the actual reality is is that he's probably the most controversial governor in the state's history and certainly the most consequential governor during uh, the Republicans' reconstruction. Um, he was, uh, for a long time, he was co-editor uh, and publisher of the Wisconsin State Journal. Um, and then he moved to D.C. and um, he was actually appointed by Abraham Lincoln to be a uh, tax commissioner here in Florida, which was um, his main charge was to seize conservative, um, excuse me, uh, Confederate assets and properties following um, the Civil War in 1865. Um, he then was appointed by Lincoln's successor, um, Andrew Johnson, to be a uh, postal agent. And uh, then in 1868, um, he was elected governor. And right from the get-go, this uh, carpetbagger 
Republican had very frosty relations with the legislature who there there were of course um you know a, a lot more republicans that were in the legislature than before and that was when you would start to see um african-americans enter the chamber and things of that nature but uh, for the most part they were all a lot of the same people that voted for secession a few years earlier so um they were very tumultuous times um, and he was actually the target of uh, four different impeachment proceedings and he uh he really made matters even worse for himself because a few months into his governorship he tried and failed to uh be elected the u.s senator of florida and this was back at the time uh before the amendment uh made it a uh, in the 1920s i should be in the, the 1910s made it a um a popularly elected um institution at the time the uh, state legislators were the ones that picked the senators so um you know they they really just uh from the get-go put him under siege and he had um he actually had two different lieutenant governors um, and this was at the time where the lieutenant governors in uh, the state during the, the 1870s and 1880s actually had more political backing and experience than a lot of the carpetbagger uh, Republican governors. So um, it was during the second attempt to impeach uh, Harrison Reed that his uh, lieutenant governor, Samuel Day, um, basically decided that he was going to be acting governor and he, he filled that capacity from uh, the 10th of February to uh, the 4th of May. And the reasoning behind this was whenever a governor would leave Tallahassee or leave the state, which was, you know, very frequent because, um, you know, the legislature was, was sort of a seasonal operation and, uh, you know, due to humidity and heat, kind of look for cooler weather um they had to have somebody that was sort of serving in their absence so it was you know pretty ordinary to have some sort of acting magistrate or, or acting steward in that capacity for the governor when when the governor was was absent um and so with the as you mentioned with uh the sort of uncertainty about how the impeachment was going to go into effect. Um, the lieutenant governor seized the capital's office um, of the governor, and he had um, uh, troops stationed outside of it. He had his own men. And um, uh, Reed left. Um, thinking that uh, he was disqualified from holding office and he went back to his farm in Jacksonville. And then um, the legislators adjourned without bringing a trial. So Reed decided that he would go back to Tallahassee and redeclare himself as governor. And uh, <laughs> what ultimately happened was uh, Reed couldn't get access to the capital because it was essentially um, under lock and key from the acting governor.
governor, Lieutenant Governor Day. So he set up his own governor's office at um, a hotel adjacent to the Capitol. So in this very odd time in our, our state's history, we, you know, we went through hell with the Civil War. Uh, we lost a governor who essentially took his own life. It's never been, never been proven if he killed himself or he, if he died while cleaning his gun. But, you know, we, we had him die and then we had two different uh, governors. One ended up getting arrested and imprisoned. Uh, you know, it was just a real mess. All of the people that we elected and as our congressmen, as our senators, weren't seated in Washington um, right after. And, and so it's just been this, this really turbulent time. And then as though it couldn't get any worse, we have this governor that keeps on uh, causing trouble, keeps on getting uh, charges of corruption, keeps on getting impeached. And now we have two governors effectively for a few months. And uh, ultimately what happened was um, people that uh, didn't like Reed felt that they overstepped and, and overreached. And so um, he ultimately uh, was acquitted and Reed was uh, reinstalled in uh, the Capitol. And they had a, a very hard time from then on actually entering the Capitol and using any of its facilities. Um, but then again, the lieutenant governor at the time um, was really a member of the legislative branch. And so um, they continued for the last two years to, to go out of his way to undermine Reed and, uh, and, and effectively um, helped launch two other uh, impeachment inquiries into uh, the administration. One of the great ironies, though, in all of this, of course, is the fact that once Reed was out of office, he did something that um, a lot of former governors don't do, and that is he ran for and then served in the legislature uh, in the body that tried to impeach him four times. Yeah, and uh, Day ended up uh, being so discredited in Florida, he moves back, or not moves back, he moved from Virginia, but he moves to Texas and dies there a couple of years later. Uh, Reed leaves the Capitol uh, uh, in January of 1873. He's succeeded by Ocean B. Hart, who is a Republican, but a scalawag Republican who had actually owned slaves before the Civil War, was from Jacksonville, a Jacksonville native. Hart pushes civil rights legislation, and you have the only civil rights legislation, and he appointed some African-Americans also to, to high offices. And so you have uh, the only civil rights re legislation in Florida. He dies the next year. He's succeeded by his lieutenant governor, Stearns, who then in 1876 is done, and the Democrats regain power. Reconstruction is over. The military leaves the South. There was a deal uh, that delivered Florida's electoral votes to Rutherford B. Hayes, the Republican, in 1876. Uh, we will do another podcast on that over the Democrat Samuel Tilden. And in exchange for those, the army is removed. The Democrats are back in power in Florida. And they stay in power for 100 years, almost 100 years, 90 years or so, uh, in terms of the governorship. Uh, in terms of the legislature, they don't lose power until the 1990s. They very shortly after start passing pro legislation, they start disenfranchising African-American voters. As for Reed, 
He goes back to Jacksonville. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, he stays in Florida, which is pretty noble because a lot of these carpetbaggers, carpetbagger Republicans in other southern states moved back north after they were out of office. And he eventually becomes appointed the postmaster for Tallahassee, which is part of the attraction of being a Republican in the South. Even after the Democrats regain power when Reconstruction is over, the Republicans more often than not were winning the presidency in this period. Because they had a lock on the North for all intents and purposes, with the, with the exception of maybe the state of New York at times and uh, Ohio at times. But they, uh, Republicans were winning most presidential elections. So there was always patronage and spoils and appointments that came to Southern Republicans because they were the only Republicans in the state, right? These states were dominated by Democrats. So Reed actually uh, is postmaster in Tallahassee, and that's really kind of a cool gig. Robert, that was great. Uh, really kind of cool and colorful period in Florida's history. We'll be back with you next week with another new edition of the Florida History Podcast.